Welcome to the New Abbey Podcast. We are a Jesus community telling the biggest story of God in Los Angeles. We're excited that you're joining the conversation with us today. Enjoy. All right, we're going to come back together. Bring it back together. Circle back together. Community can be uh, tricky for some of us. For some of us, it's the most beautiful part of our life. For some of it, it has sort of painful elements. So um, that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Also, I forgot to mention, it's daylight savings. Did anyone even know that? Yeah. Seems so like, oh, we should tell people to set their clocks back. And I'm like, clocks? Everyone just has their phone, and then the phone does it for you. You could never have known that it was. But there is a little clock right here, and I just looked at it, and I was like, whoa, we're way over. Um, I think this is the last time we're ever going to fall back. You know that? Because, like, we, yeah, we beat it. We beat it, everybody. We did it. Yes. Um, okay. Daylight savings is over, but we are still somehow in our series in Leviticus. So, um, this morning, we're going to continue on in our journey. Uh, we're going to be reading in Leviticus 5. Uh, if you sin by not, I like this. It's like a little, do I really know it? Because I have to fill in the If you sin by not stepping up and, oh, and offering yourself. I was just kidding, by the way. Thank you. Um, by not stepping up and offering yourself as a witness to something you've heard or seen in cases of wrongdoing, you will be held responsible. Okay, so I'm only reading that first one because then the next 20, which at your leisure, right, so that you can really have time to sit with it, go and get into Leviticus 5. Uh, but Leviticus 5 goes all through uh, now that we are building this new community, which is what they're doing in Leviticus. They left Exodus, they were freed from, and now what are they moving for? What are they moving towards? What are they building? And then Leviticus 5 is all about what happens uh, when people sin. So what happens when you witness some wrongdoing? What happens when you do the wrongdoing? What happens when there are clean animals and unclean animals? What happens when you touch an unclean animal? There are clean things that they've made all these rules and what happens when people set outside step outside of the bounds of those right that's all exodus 5 is it's like all the rules and what happens to when someone makes a mistake and what do we do and i honestly like uh, like two weeks ago i told Corey, i was like i'm just gonna preach from wherever because i'm really tired of living this um but <laughs> i was like let me just go back and make sure there's nothing here um but I really, really do care about this, and it's been coming up actually in uh, my life and in our lives a lot, because at the core of what they're trying to do in this book is create community. They're trying to find a way to be in community with one another, and they're trying to find a way to do that after having been oppressed in a different sort of community, in a different society. And so now they're saying, well, we don't want that anymore, but we need a new thing. And part of building that new thing, we've set these expectations and these codes of conduct, and what do we do when someone steps outside? Side of those, and that's actually incredibly important. Because what we're trying to do here at New Abbey is build community. What we're trying to do in our lives is build community. And so we have these standards and these set actions and all these things. And what happens when we go outside of those and the people around us go outside of those? Actions have consequences, and how do we understand that in a real way in our context now? In this context, it was super easy. Here's the clean things and the unclean. If you don't touch this, then you gotta go and you burn that and you spin around and you set the wood and then you you're bet you're better right? But now it's a lot more complicated. 
because we don't always agree on the consequences of the actions and what to do, right? And uh, when I was younger, I got into a lot of trouble. I know, it's so surprising. And um, I know you're thinking, what, drugs, drinking? No, pranks. Um, so <laughs> I don't know why, but I just was really into pranks. And um, in eighth grade, uh, with help from my favorite movie, Sister Act 2, I devised a plan to glue my teacher to the chair. I know. Are there any teachers in the room? I am so sorry for any me's in your life. Um, and so I devised this plan, um, and I'm like, this is going to be great. And uh, follow through with the plan, and I'm sitting there in the first period. The teacher is sitting on the chair, and I'm like, okay, so far this is working. Is this is he going to react as if as Whoopi Goldberg reacted? He didn't. Um, and it was real bad, and he was real mad, obviously. Okay, so, um, and every single person in the entire school, like, told them it was me. Like, I had no real friends. Like, <laughs> as soon as he was like, what's going on? Everyone was like, <laughs> um, and so I find myself sitting uh, in a familiar spot in the dean's office, and she's on the phone with uh, my parents, and they're like, that's it, she, she can't go, she's suspended, she can't come back here for two weeks. And um, my mom's like, uh, yeah, right, you think she's gonna get a two-week vacation because she got in trouble? I'm bringing her to school tomorrow and you can figure out what to do with her. And I'm like, what? And so my mom and the dean are arguing about like what punishment and consequence is like good enough for my bad behavior. Um, and it was fascinating, my mom won um, and the school did figure out what they put me in like a closet for two weeks. I was like in school suspension, if you guys have ever heard of that. Um, I was actually looking forward to being at home for two weeks anyways. It's confusing in our time, you don't have very clean lines, what consequences come with what actions. If you've been on the internet for five seconds in the past five years, you know that the conversation of accountability is just maddening, right? Everyone has different ideas of what level of accountability works for what celebrity transgression right? What is good enough for who and what is good enough for not? And I really don't want to get into that um, because that's a whole nother Sunday and a whole nother, probably not on a Sunday, but catch me at like a bar. And I have lots of thoughts on how we do accountability on the internet. But what I want to talk about is how we do accountability uh, in community. Because accountability is actually a really important part of building real and true community. And I know growing up in the church, accountability has like funny notes to it in my mind. Because I was a part of an accountability group. Anyone? Had accountability partners, right? And what that meant generally was like in, high, in college, I was a group, accountability group. Um, it was like a purity accountability group, okay? Lots of heads nodding. Um, and so it was this group of college girls, and we would get together once a week, and we would literally open up with like who crossed a boundary with their boyfriend, and then like three girls would raise their hand and would be like, you shouldn't do that. And... Um, and they'd be like, I know, and then be like, okay. Um, and then we would meet the next week. And so I kind of have some issues with the word accountability because it reminds me of someone just being like, here's the arbitrary set of rules that we're supposed to uh, apply to. And if you don't do these rules, then you can't be in our club. But, like, I could check on you to see if you're doing these rules. I mean, I don't like that, right? I don't love that. I don't think it was good. I don't think it worked, actually, because every week people were raising their hands, okay? Um, but it wasn't all bad, right? 
Because a part of it was saying, hey, here's who I want to be. There's a gap between who I want to be, where I want to be, and where I currently am. Are there people in my life who are willing to sit in that gap with me and reflect back to me who I want to be, where I say I want to go? And maybe it's not built off an arbitrary set of rules that a youth pastor gave you one time, and that's like how you're, maybe it's based off the life that you've actually been living and the spots that you're seeing and the healing that you want and those things. And that's a good thing. That's an important thing. And when they go from Egypt to now this place of building this community in Leviticus, I talked about this the other week, they take some of the rituals from Egypt and they bring them to the, with them now. Because it's not all bad, but we have to build something new. And accountability, as I experienced it, was around shame and guilt. It was like, raise your hand if you did the bad thing and we can chastise you, right? But I think accountability at its best is honesty, Accountability at its best is vulnerability. And accountability at its very, very best is a mirror. I've said this since the day I met her. I always say my wife is the mirror I needed to truly see myself. It's beautiful. Being around her and how she reflects back to me who I am has been the single most transformative relationship in my life. It's been beautiful. I've learned so much about myself and I love myself more and it's been so beautiful and so good and sometimes it's really, really, really hard. Because sometimes she'll reflect back to me something and she'll say, I see you acting in this way and it doesn't seem like the thing I know to be true about you or it feels like it's coming out of hurt, or do you think that maybe when you said that you wanted this, but it feels too scary, and so that's why you're acting this way, and I'm like, that's not the mirror I want, I want the one that's only like, you're so cute, and oh my God, (laughs) wow, okay. (laughs) But if you want some of it, you have to get all of it. And my fear is in that leaving Egypt, or as we left these churches and these accountability groups that were certainly toxic um, and had these elements, that we only want the good parts of community, but we have to get the uncomfortable parts too. And we get to do them differently. We can change the way we do them. They don't have to be about shame and guilt. But I think we need community that is going to be a mirror to each other to say, listen, I love you. But right now, I have heard you say many times that this is where you want to be and what you're doing now is not going to get you there. And I just have to have that conversation. I want to have that conversation. I want to sit in that gap with you. I want you to sit in those gaps with me. I do not want community that every day just tells me I am doing amazing. There is nothing wrong with me. I mean, maybe. Some seasons. And it doesn't always have to be bad, but I want to be in that kind of community. But the hard part is that a lot of times, without knowing it, we only reflect what we have right? When we have hurt, sometimes we reflect hurt. When we're feeling insecure, sometimes we act out of that insecurity. Uh, Richard Rohr says it this way, if you don't transform your pain, you transmit your pain. So my fear is that one of the things holding us back from true community and true accountability is our reluctance to our own work, to transforming our own pain, because it's hard to be a mirror for someone when you have a distorted picture of yourself, And when I talk about accountability and community, I'm not talking about all the ways in which we export our emotional labor onto strangers on the internet and great. I'm talking about the real people in our real lives. I'm not talking about the toxic relationships, boundaries are great, if you don't trust someone, great, don't be accountable, whatever. The people in your life who you have said, these are my people, this is my community, these are people I love and I trust and I care about, you have to be so willing to do your own work that you can show up and be the mirror that they need if you're going to trust them to be the mirror that you need. 
That is accountability, and that is hard work, and that is the most beautiful thing I think we can offer each other. Because when we are so in touch with our own dignity, we will have no choice but to see the dignity in every other human. And by the way, that is what Jesus was all about. Jesus' message was, hey, these people who you don't think they're good enough to be in community with you, actually they are. The people who you don't think are, you're good enough to be in community with them, anyone who told you you're not good enough to be in community with God, hey, guess what? You are. But you have to come to that conclusion if you want to have anything to offer this table. And you have to let people offer that to you. And that takes work. Really, really hard, honestly, expensive work. If you go to my therapist. Like, dang, we haven't got there yet. Um, in my day job, uh, I do corporate DEI trainings. Ooh. Um, but one of the things I always say, and especially in the past few years, people will get on these, in these trainings and in these sessions, and they'll start with like, we just want to get it right. Here at Enter the Company Name, we just want to get it right. And I'm like, well, then don't do this work. This work requires that you get it wrong. You have two options. You can either be about doing this work or you can be about getting it all right. You can't do both. If you want to be in true community, there will be hurts and pains and hard conversations. There will be discomfort. And we hopefully know the difference between those things and, and abuse and toxicity. And I'm not saying that we just let people do all these things and keep them in community all the time. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that that tension and that hard work is where the good stuff is. The thing that we want to build leaving Egypt, it has some of those rituals with it, and I think that's a good thing. The thing that I want to build, the community that I want to build at New Abbey isn't just, okay, well, now everything's off the table and everything, like, do whatever, okay, right? No. There's not a list of arbitrary rules that we're going to hand out, and there's not these things. But there is someone saying, you have to be about your own work because whatever you find as you transform that pain, you will be able to hold up a mirror to someone else that needs to see themselves in that exact light. And you can sit in the gaps of people between where they are and where they hope to be, and you can let people sit in those gaps with you. That is not prescribed where you're going, where you're coming from. I don't care. But the true community of what I want to build and what they're building here and what I hope we get to do is community that says there's going to be accountability. I'm going to be so about my own work and my own dignity and my own reflection that when I sit in the gaps with you, I'm able to bring that. And when I don't, I hope that you have a mirror with gentleness and kindness but truth that says, hey, you have said many times this thing, but I see you acting in this way. I'm like, oh, that was so loving and hurt so much. <laughs> and that's the best of accountability. And that's the best of, we all understand, there are consequences to every action. You certainly can do anything you want. All of us have free will. Right now, someone could throw up and just throw the chair against the door, sure. But we'll all look at you weird. There's consequences for actions. And so we get to decide through our own work what kind of person do I want to be, what is stopping me from that, what kind of pain do I need to transform, and how can I keep moving around this thing and bring others on that journey with me and allow people that I trust to speak to my life. And I know that that's painful because I know there are some people in this room who probably haven't found that community, um, and I get that. I know it's hard. After uh, I left the, the church I was at previously, I feel like it took so long to find like my people 
who I actually trusted and to let those things down. And so if that's where you find yourself, great, keep trucking. But we have to keep moving towards something. There is something to build that has responsibility and accountability, and we have to set up a way for us to keep moving on our journeys of transforming our own pain, of transforming the pain around us. Because ultimately, if we want to be about the justice in the world that we so badly need, if we want to be about the transformation in the world that we so badly want to see publicly, if we want to be about these things, then we have to start with our own communities. That's how it starts. We have to start with transforming ourselves. If we can hold our own nuance, our own beauty, our own dignity, if we can hold our neighbors, if we can hold our partners, if we can hold our friends, then we can hold our communities, and we can hold our nations, and then we might see some of the things that William was singing about. But we can't skip those steps. Unfortunately, we can't put all of the chaos of our life aside and be like, I want to tell you something. That's not how it works. We get to bring transformation through our own transformation. And that looks like some hard, good accountability. So with that, you are going to get in the same groups and talk about this question. What role do you want accountability to have in your life? <laughs> Enjoy.